So I think the majority of women would say, no, cheating is cheating. And they would also say that there's an in-between. There's an in-between between the extreme of a guy that's faithful but ain't worth a d- and a guy that does everything a woman needs but cheats. There's there's a happy median in that. So the guy that cheats sometimes. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, man. Yeah, yeah, no. Just say we're once a year, whatever, you slip out. You know, so, like, you so, know. But, but, but with that, but with that. <laughs> once a year. <laughs> What up, what up, what up? It's three brothers, no sense. I'm Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Fur, joined with my co-hosts, Rozzy and Buff. Fellas, tell them what's on your mind. Uh, a couple things, actually. One, uh, by the time y'all hear this, we gonna be in Miami. So, with that said, <laughs> you know, hopefully we'll say some very, uh, you know, intellectual, intelligent, smart wise words during this episode because we're going to be the total opposite come come Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. I'm going to let y'all Ignite. know that. Yeah. yeah. So, so whatever we say and then whatever you listen to right now, just know we're somewhere right now being dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one thing. The other thing is, so, well, by the time y'all hear this, it'll be Monday, but we're recording this on Friday. So we just got, we just got a rocket that's just hurtling towards earth <laughs> and it's 20 tons and a hundred feet long. And we don't know exactly where it's going to hit maybe somewhere between New York and Brazil, but we're not going to shoot it down. We just going to, so nobody's not going to panic. We just, we done been through so much now, huh? With COVID <laughs> and, and Trump that we only panic when 20 tons <laughs> just fall into the earth. <laughs> is, is, that, is that where we are now? <laughs> we like, we like, Call me when you know where it's going to hit. Is it going to hit near me or not? <laughs> and then, you know, most of our listeners in Mobile, you know, we'll get scared for shit. Like, we'll just be like, well, I'm just going to ride this out yeah, like we do hurricanes. Yeah. So even if it is coming towards Mobile, we might not do nothing about it. So <laughs> we talking don't about, care. Talking about they're not going to shoot it down. I bet if it's headed towards the White House, we'll shoot it down. But if it's headed towards the Evans or the Macarella Ferguson house, they're going to be like, ah, you know, sorry about that. Collateral <laughs> yeah. damage. Yeah. That's all I got, man. <laughs> man, uh, all I got, man, a couple of new shows that I've been well, looking time at. Out. Hold on, Buff. You know you lucky is not, Trump's not in office. <laughs> what, what What would he do? What would he do, though? I mean, because, you know, it's parts from a Chinese rocket. Yeah. China. Yeah. China. China, China. China is attacking us. Yeah. So this, they, couldn't, this, they, they couldn't take they, us out with the China, with the, was it China flu? Kung flu. Kung flu? Yeah. So they had to, they they threw a rocket at us. So I got to figure out. <laughs> they, what, they had to make it look like they didn't actually shoot a rocket at us, so they threw it at us. <laughs> so we got to figure out what he would what would he have called this attack. So by the end of the show, we need to figure out what the name of this uh this China attack is going to be. Uh, I guess the the best we can hope for is that it lands somewhere in the Pacific. But that's I mean, you know, if it hits land, man, that's that's a bad thing. But that's all I got, yeah. man. Yeah, that, that, I mean, we're hoping it hits uh, some some large body of water. Yeah, is what I think what they're hoping for. Yeah, but doesn't that cause like tidal waves and 
Yeah. Um, I mean, small, but it, it ain't gonna cause like a whole, like a tsunami. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, 20 yeah, tons sounds a lot to me. I don't know. I yeah, mean, maybe it, maybe it's, your it's 20 tons and my 20 tons are different. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty heavy. <laughs> but it's a rocket, so a rocket can only do so much. I'm thinking, you know. Yeah. Like, what is a school bus? A school bus is what, like three tons, four tons? Yeah. I think sure. it's a, normal, a, a, small, a small car. A small car is a ton or a ton ish, yeah. like around yeah. that. So, so basically yeah. about 20 cars. About yeah. 20. Yeah. yeah. Okay. About 20 cars. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be all right. How much is a plane? Right. How much is a plane? Okay. We're getting, we're getting bogged down. Go ahead. What you got? <laughs> 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 um, no, I was, I was saying that all I have is a, a few shows that I've been watching. Uh, they just came out. Um, Byron, I know I, I heard that you like you're liking Harley Quinn. Oh, dude, uh, bro! <laughs> Listen, the the word that everyone loves to use is toxic, right? Yeah. <laughs> Episode one, Joker is toxic in a mug. Yo. <laughs> yeah, he is. Poison Ivy, like <laughs> he don't like you. <laughs> Yo, I'm digging that show, man. So yeah, I, yeah. I feel like I need it. Is it on Netflix or what is it on? HBO Max. I need to see if I can watch this on the plane. I seem, I seem, I feel like this might be a good. It's it's a good show, man. Yeah, it's it's funny, man. They, it, one of the episodes, they like uh, start making fun Spoiler of Roger alert. Goodell. Uh, yeah, yeah. You you haven't got to that episode yet. I haven't nah, watched I just it, finished bro. like the first oh. three. I just finished like okay. the first three. Yeah, 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 it's coming up. I think it's like in the fifth or sixth episode. Um, she she's trying to join the Legion of Doom. And they they be walking them in. They be like, "Yeah, we got everybody. We got yeah, Lex let's, Luthor." Let's spoil it. Come on, come on, give everything. us all of it. What is, give I me mean, the punchlines. Come it's on, not a spoiler. It's like, uh, and yeah, so, I mean, did you know that was coming, Rising? I mean, Buff, did you know it was coming? I didn't. No, no kind of did it kind of spoil the surprise of what, what was to come? Okay, okay I'm not okay. calling it a spoiler. I'm just saying it kind of spoiled uh, the surprise of what was coming. Oh, this show is gonna be funny. I just feel. Yeah, yeah. And my cup's empty, so. So. But no, um, this week, uh, the or last week, last Friday, the Bad Batch on Disney Plus started. So it's a pretty cool little episode. It's animated. It follows up after the Clone Wars and everything. So uh, it's just a real cool take on a couple of the clones. Anybody who knows Order 66, where the clones killed all the Jedi. Um, this follows a, a batch of clones that didn't do that. And they're defective so-called defective because they didn't do that. And so they're on the run and everything like that. So it's a real, real cool uh, take on it in the Star Wars universe. If you want to continue the Clone Wars, if you like that, check that out. And on the superhero kick, everybody's on this trying to find their whole thing. I talked about Invincible on Amazon Prime. That's great. And then The Boys, everybody likes that. There's a new show on Netflix called Jupiter's Legacy. And it's a really, really cool take on just superheroes and old school trying to keep that, you know, don't kill mentality and the new school kids coming in and be like, you know, uh, screw that. We ain't doing that no more. So it's a real cool, like family type dynamic with it. So if you want to watch that, check that out. But so that's all I got for the weekend, man. I don't have much, fellas. Um, you didn't mention Yasuke. Did I pronounce it correct? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I watched I, that I this that, week. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it. I wish I would have had more episodes. I feel like yeah. they rushed it. You know, I feel like they rushed it, but I'm very excited about where the, the future of that's going to go. Um, I haven't really seen any good news shows, though. I mean, I, have you ever watched, not Snowfall, not, the Nightfall? 
Okay, it's uh set set in probably 13th, 14th century France during the Templar campaign. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty it's just, uh I watched it I started watching season 1 probably a year or so ago, year and a half or so ago. And maybe it was 8 months ago. Time has no relevancy during the pandemic. And um Basically, saw how some Templars were at war with uh, the the church and the king of France. It's actually pretty cool. It's a lot of twists and turns. Uh, you would enjoy it, but I just realized I had season two because I stopped watching it because of it. we ended the season, and that just happened to be scrolling through trying to find my next show because finished watching Yasuke and um, stumbled upon that. So I check it out. I'll make sure yeah. it's Nightfall, but it's a, it's a pretty cool show. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, Yasuke was good. I liked that one. Um, just talking about new seasons coming out. Uh, Castlevania season four, which is the last season of Castlevania, that's dropping. I think next week. So anybody that's into that one that likes horror, anime, animation, and stuff like that, it was really, really a cool show. So season four is dropping. They're gonna finish that out. So well, what about the MCU? I guess they dropped the kind of the teaser for the the next. You... Oh man, yes, oh, yeah, for phase dope. four. Oh yeah. man, Fantastic Four is coming out in there. Shang Chi, we talked about that. Looks awesome. Uh, the Marvel. So you know, even if you didn't like Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel or whatever, I think uh, the next one they're gonna kind of get it right. They're bringing in um, you know the Black Miss Marvel and then the kid too. So you got anybody who Pakistani descent, everything like that. You got those folks in there. So I mean, Phase Four actually looks really good. I'm just excited about uh, Fantastic Four coming out, man. So I, I think they're really going to start phasing in, you know, those other properties. Um, so it's going to be really cool. Can they do it right? Yes, no. Mm. I think I think they can. I mean, we, we've we sung Fe- Feige's pri- um, praises, you know, last episode and everything like that. I, I think they'll get Fantastic Four right this time. Buff, what about you? You think I'm, so? I'm, I'm hopeful because remember, they were doubting Guardians of the Galaxy. And could they pull that off? And they pulled it off. True. I mean, he's done a great job of taking what's what's strange is now these guys are the forefront or the faces of the. I won't even say I can't I can't even I don't know if it's correct to say Marvel universe now, but the MCU, because it's almost become two separate things mm-hmm. where, you know, it was all about Spider-Man and X-Men at one point in time. But the fact that what he did with the Avengers, Avengers were not, they are probably with like, with, what do you say? The third most popular group. In, that, um, yeah. The, the, yeah. So, um, and all these just random people, the fact that black widows about to have our own movie, you mm-hmm. know, before a Gene gray or Cyclops or any, any of those people is like, that's where we're at with the MCU. So they, they have pulled off. Bigger surprises. Yep. All righty. Uh, anything else, fellas? So all I got. Well, yeah. Okay. Let's jump into it then. So is uh, Miss Sophie available? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let me go grab her. Sounded like the baby right there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. <laughs> He's already starting off bad. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. It's Sophie. How goes it? What does your shirt say? 
Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Oh, you I had to wear a superhero shirt for our lunch ladies. Oh, okay. Oh, your lunch lady. For the lunch ladies. Are they are they uh, superheroes? Yeah, superhero lunch lady day. Superhero lunch lady day. Oh, it, yes. that is today, huh? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like your glasses, by the way. Thank they're, they're, you. They're, they're kind of uh, spiffy. So, Can I borrow them? Spiffy. Sophie, yeah. Sophie, if you don't mind me asking, what do you plan? What do you want to be when you grow up? Hmm, I have no idea. You don't, you don't know? Okay. All well, right. you're getting old, Sophie, so you need to figure it out. <laughs> I'm only, uh, I'm only seven. That's up there. That's up Man, there. Like yeah. 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 them pre, those pre K seven days now, a long time ago. Seven. Next thing you know, the you're forty two. The closest thing I can do to getting a job is putting up a lemonade stand. All right, well, tell, yeah, I mean, tell dad to get to work. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's about time for you to get a job. You've been, right. you've been, um, hold on to daddy too long. You let him spread his wings. It's time for you to kind of <laughs> do your thing. Maybe after Corona, when I can actually go to people's houses okay. and oh. ask them for something to do. Okay. For like $5. For $5? That's yes. a lot of money. All right, you got a good joke for us? Yes. What you got for us? Why can't you play sports in the jungle? <laughs> ah! Because it's a bunch of cheetahs. Yeah! yeah he got it. He got it. <laughs> First time he's ever got it. I got one before. I don't know what it was. <laughs> she, she clapped for you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, excellent, 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 Sophie. That was a good one too. I yeah. like that one. Ah, yeah, that was a good one. Now I have to find another, another joke. Yeah. That was. I told you I'm gonna get one. Yeah. I told you I was gonna get one. I got another one. I just don't remember what it was. Not a joke, but you just want to tell the people this one. Mm. <laughs> a little word of wisdom. Back to you getting this job. Um, you know how to Let fix cars. You know how to fix cars? I know how to mow the lawn. <laughs> Do you really? Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. I know. I think I know how to work it. Okay. Yeah, but so, Daddy doesn't even have a... Rozzy, Daddy doesn't have a, a real lawnmower. I feel like Rozzy has one of those like 1927 lawnmowers that... <laughs> it's not gas-powered or electric or anything. He just has a... I can buy myself one. You can buy yourself one? Yeah, the first step to sell some lemonade and get to money for one. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you don't know how to fix cars, though? No. But I think we got a joke. Well, give okay. it to me. Okay. I always make sure to say mu- mucho around my Spanish-speaking friends. Why? It means a lot of a lot to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were supposed to say wow. I was, gonna... I was like, <laughs> yeah, like, I missed the original question. Okay, I got it. Though. I got it. I, I got, got it. it. I got it. I got it. That was a good one. Bye bye. We dropped. I dropped the ball. My bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I dropped the ball. Yeah. Y'all, y'all didn't roll with it. <laughs> yeah, just, just you know. See, I think you would have set that one up, Rosie. I think you would have kind of like you know what. I've been at work a lot, and you know, I just I feel like uh, I made it a point since the pandemic to you know say mucho. To all my Spanish speaking friends. What? Why? It means a lot it to them. It means a lot to them. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. yeah. It's delivery. I feel like you got to set it up. That's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So. I'm going to take Sophie under my wing. 
She's hilarious, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Love it. All righty. So, uh, how you fellas doing, bro? You know, we cool and how we cool. Any big plans for the summer? I wouldn't say big. Uh, still, <laughs> still taking it easy with uh, the pandemic going on. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. It's a panorama out there, man. Yeah, so, panorama. so yeah. Just making sure all y'all play. You know, both of you guys played sports in high school and middle school and stuff like that, right? Yes. Yep, yep. Okay. Okay. And you both kind of ran track and stuff, competed and yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. Never took it really too far, right? You, you know, why'd you, Raz? You did uh. Baseball, cross, cross country, cross country. Yeah. Why'd you yeah. kind of give? Why'd you give up? <laughs> I knew I wasn't good enough to mm-hmm. in, in baseball to go past. Like I, I probably could have made a, a you know a college team, um, probably walk on or something like that. But I, I knew I wasn't gonna make it to the league, so it, it kind of was pointless to to keep trying to go at it and waste my time. Same. Uh, and it, what about- and it, and it cross country was just like literally. I mean. I was I was okay. I placed a lot of times, but at the same time, again, it was it, it was just I I knew I could go further using my time other places, and so you know, other than just doing it for fun, I was just like, nah, I ain't gonna try to compete at it. What about you, Buff? You played football, ran a little track. What made you give up on those sports dreams? I didn't love it. Uh, I hated practice. I hated it. Like I would. Damn, they get depressed when I would see the school buses pulling off because I knew they were getting ready to go home. And I had at least another two to three hours of running and hitting and doing all this other BS I ain't feel like doing. I just like <laughs> I was playing with you, bro. Yeah, yeah. I just like this, playing this the even, game, This is not even man. related to my question where I was going. <laughs> bro, two examples. Me and Byron would partner up like what we're doing tackling yes, girls. Yes. You know we had the, the same amount of E to this shit. Like I don't want to I don't want to go with this guy because he seems like he really he's passionate about this. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we would get up and we made it look good. Yeah. And it was just it just it wasn't for me either. Cause I remember yeah. that you remember that one day it was the end of tour days, Labor Day weekend. We were supposed to do a uh we were supposed to have a short practice day mm-hmm. and we were getting ready to wrap it up and it started raining. We saw the rain come and we were like, oh, shit, about the rain. Coach about to call practice. <laughs> and that this. motherfucker stopped at the fence line, yeah. went around the field. <laughs> this is no and lie. continued to rain. This so it didn't rain lie. on the field. It rained this, everywhere. But and this, Rayford this Parker saw that as a sign from the football facts. gods that we should continue practicing. That's all facts right there. <laughs> and I realized that that did not work for me. So. Listen. The reason I ask, fellas, is uh, you know, um, it's about we're about eighty days away from the Olympics. Uh, so the Olympics are coming, Summer Olympics. You know, uh, usually we have it on every four years, but because of the panorama, it got postponed this year. And it has been brought to my attention that the Olympics have banned Black Lives Matter apparel and could uh, punish athletes for social protests. Uh, so where, where's the Olympics being held? Tokyo, in China, China, or hmm. oh yeah, Tokyo, yeah. Tokyo, hmm. yeah, Japan, uh, huh. an Asian country. Okay, so yo, yeah, it's gonna be different. It's gonna be you know, first time there's no international fans. It's a year off. Um, athletes are gonna have to pass a a COVID t- test. 
um, just to run and or play or participate. So the reason I ask is like we were all athletes, but we just weren't dedicated enough to like go to that next level. It's just like was Rodzi willing to practice enough to go to that next level? So we all remember that 1968 Olympics where it was a black uh, black power fist in the hat in the air. That's became a mm-hmm. become an iconic uh-huh. moment in black history, yes. stuff like that. And I think we'll never forget that. But in 2020, Tokyo says y'all can't do none of that shit. No Black Lives Matter, no social protesting, no kneeling. You will not participate. So what are your thoughts on Tokyo taking this stance in the midst of all this stop Asian hate talks as well as that's part that's part one. And the second is as a black athlete, how would you handle this blatant just you niggas act right um, message. Uh, go back, go back over this again. What's the punishment if someone does decide to protest? What is the said punishment to be? I don't think they can participate. Hmm. Yeah, and then they can strip their titles if, uh, say, they did it on the stand or whatever. You know, uh, you know, they they sitting up. Uh, they win, they win gold, or they win silver, and then they they do some political thing. Then they can strip them yeah. of that title. Yeah. So it, they can be sit home. Yeah, it's it's always easy for people like me to answer these type of questions because I'm not a professional athlete, you know, that can compete on the world stage. But I would like to think that I would go, I would compete, and if I win, and if I'm if I feel compelled enough to uh, use that platform. I would do it and I wouldn't care about, I mean, who was it? Was it Muhammad Ali that threw away his medal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, we, we've seen people not really care about uh, those, those medals that they win over there. So um, I would like to think that that's what I would do. And I would, I would love to see athletes do that, but I'm not going to hold it against them if they don't, I'm not going to hold it against them if they go compete and don't say a word. Uh, because that's not in everybody, and we shouldn't expect yeah. that of everybody. Uh, yeah. Which is why we recognize the people that do those things as special. That's why we remember uh, to, uh, Tommy Smith, uh, the other guy, the other guy named Lose Me, that the Olympics you mentioned raising their, their fists. You know, uh, so that's why we will forever remember Colin Kaepernick. You know, um, I just mentioned Muhammad Ali. So that's what I would do. That's what I would would like to see. Um, so. Yeah, pass that thing to Rosie. What you got? So, and the other one's John Carlos. John what are your Stanko. thoughts on the Tokyo Olympic Committee putting this out there? This, should this have even been said, especially with everything going on with uh, Stop Asian Hate in America? Yeah, I'm a little timid in answering this because you never know how big this show would get and who could listen to this a couple <laughs> of years from now and try to come and cancel me. But I... I, you know, like I said, when I asked that question a couple of weeks ago about uh, how you guys felt about some black people being a little eh on the stop Asian hate thing, to me, this kind of adds to it. It doesn't help that I saw a report saying that uh, Asian communities have been contributing to the Proud Boys. Haven't verified that, so don't take that and run with it. But I'm just saying, when you see stuff like that and now hearing this, it doesn't help. And my hope was that we had gained an ally 
And it just doesn't seem that way. It doesn't feel that way. And this kind of adds to that narrative for me. Yeah. And, and don't don't think that it's it's them trying to stop the just the Black Lives Matter movement or anything. They're, they, they are stopping any social protests. And you got to think uh, in Asia in general, I mean, you, you still have places like uh, what is it uh, where the um, Tibet and all of that and, and all of that with China that's going on and, yeah, and then, you true. know, Myanmar and all like that, you know, they, they have a lot of social protests and, and unrest going on in Asia. So it's not like they're saying, oh, don't bring your Black Lives Matter stuff over here. They're trying to tamp down on that and, and stick to. All right, let's let's have the world games. Um, so so for me, hold whatever. on. Point of clarity: the International Olympic Committee got very granular with what is not allowed. It says specifically that the slogan "Black Lives Matter" will be banned from athlete apparel at the Summer Olympics. Oh, they did get specific. I thought they were just doing social. So, yeah, they've always had a longstanding ban on demonstrations or political, religious, or racial propaganda. But it's like, don't bring that Black Lives Matter shit over here. Oh, they, yeah. they didn't kind of they because they could have kind of you know sugarcoated like, hey, we don't you know we don't do that you know with all the stuff going on in the world, we're not allowing any social protests. So this is the Olympic Committee, not necessarily Tokyo, but the but I think they oversee it too. I okay. think they have a part in saying it. So all right. they, they're probably pressing it, and that's mm. that's that's why the, the Olympic Committee said uh, our kind of said it i can see that um yeah i i we we all know it's wrong we all know why it's happening um so you know it it definitely should be allowed i mean but i as far as the athletes go like buff said i mean the thing is i'm not gonna hold it against them if they didn't or don't say anything or don't wear anything um you know go compete win and then use the platform and the fame you get from that to you to to help your platform or you know to to help uh spread that word um i i what i wouldn't want to see for those athletes and what i probably wouldn't do is show up with a black lives matter t-shirt on day one and then not be able to compete so because at that point what's going to end up happening i didn't compete i'm going to be a footnote in history that nobody really is going to remember much of. And, you know, I, I didn't get, I didn't get that goal. I, I wasn't able to say that I was the best in the world and compete against uh, the best in the world. So if anything, I do like what they did, you know, in, in the sixties and, and do it on the stage as I get my medal. Uh, if I was just going to try to buck the system, I doubt I'll show up and try to buck the system on the front end. Um, but the athletes that do do it, I mean, I I I do anticipate a couple probably showing up with Black Lives Matter and, and saying, you know, I know I'm the best in the world. I can see Usain Bolt uh, showing up doing something like that and saying, who going to beat me? I know I'm the fastest man in the world. So that that's going to piss off everybody else that's trying to say that they are the fastest person in the world because they can't compete against me. So, you know, there's that as well. But, I, I you know, I, I don't think... I could really speak for any of them. I'm not going to hold it against them if they don't do it. Um, I will be happy if one of them does do it. But, you know, it's one of those things that you got to follow your dream, man. And if your dream is to be the best in the world in this sport and to be known for that, 
uh, sometimes, you know, taking that political stance and, and catching your dream, you, you gotta, you gotta weigh the options and see which one that you really, really want. Um, and talking about chasing your dreams real quick. I want to give a shout out to my homegirl, Cece, that, uh, just competed in the Pan Am, uh, and won, I want to say silver, maybe in gold in some uh, events. So, uh, shout out to you, Cece. I know you listen. So good job on that, man. Keep it up. Oh, 102 pounds of her. I know, right? <laughs> in four foot nothingness. But she a beast. She's so Definitely. congrats, CC. Uh, I've been following her story, dude. I've been following her for years since, I mean, I met her and I'm just, I'm proud of her too. So congratulations. And she's competing to be on the American team, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So do you, don't listen to anything we say. Get the bag, girl. <laughs> so, um, well, for me, I... I don't deal well with ultimatums. Like I've in the past, I've disassociated myself with certain things because of ultimatums. I, I just, I just don't feel, I just, I don't know. But we all follow rules. I get that. But when it's ultimatums and stuff like that. And I think in the time, it's a pretty outdated rule. You know, the IOC, um, the international Olympic committee has had this in place for years. That's the reason that there was such a big uproar in the 1968 Olympics when they did that, because it's always been that, that way. So it's, it's called rule 50. That's kind of like saying, Hey, we don't, we don't do any of that uh, political uh, or social. Um, we don't believe in political or social propaganda going on through yeah. uh, during competition. But I think in the world we live in now, if you're trying, this is a, this is the rep- best representation of, the world coming together that I think we have that is that's like watched, you know, people tune, especially, you know, I don't know last time I watched the Winter Olympics, but this is kind of a chance for us to get those things out in the new world we live in, you know. Um, but it's not not even just not just not just Black Lives Matter. It's is there's a lot of social issues that are going on across the world that people need to know about and see. The reason you said was it, you know, like Asian hate, you know, this would be the perfect time because Olympics are in Tokyo to push that message. Stop Asian hate. You know, like if it's serious, if, it's, if we're serious about changing the world and doing better. Perfect time. Black Lives Matter. The world just galvanized and came together for the most part over George Floyd. They were. um rioting and protesting across the world. I've never really seen anything like that. It's a perfect time to follow up with that with the uh, us ex- being the world becoming more acceptable, uh, accepting of uh, sexuality. And I, I can't even, I don't even know the, the letters anymore. Um, <laughs> but, but, but I, my thing about it is we have to think how the Olympics was formed. Like the Olympics, was formed when like countries were at war with each other and everything. And people would put all that aside and come and do these games. It was the show of unity for everybody. And so that's so, not a show of unity. This once again, perfect. This is a show of unity that we're progressing. But it, what, what, what they were saying is put all, all that stuff that's happening in your country uh, with, uh, you know, across countries and everything like that, put it to the side. We're going to come and we're going to compete um, in these sports and, and live together. That I, 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 I kind of agree with rule 50 
if at some point you got to say we are trying to make a show we're showing and not telling you know what i mean and and that's i think where they're trying to go with it they're like look we're not calling out this and that and other because as soon as we allow black lives matter we have to allow white lives matter somebody to wear white lives matter as soon as i say stop asian hate i'm gonna uh let somebody put we will not replace us on a shirt and and put it on there so what they're saying is all of that stays out of these walls and you come in you compete with the person uh you know no matter what with the person that's uh, next to you so let's just act like everything's fine i got it okay well Uh, i I think what you're saying is the olympics like a large segment has pretty much said they don't want to see any type of protest or demonstration in their sports we hear it all the time they you know, people in this country call it politics. It's not politics, but that's what they call it. I don't want politics in my sports. I don't want social issues in my sport. And so they will decide to not watch it. Hey, man, the Olympics want eyeballs on the TV during these games. And I'm sure that went into the decision of this. Like, they don't I, want to, I, they, they're trying not to turn off any fans. I get what you're saying, but it's no different from the NBA, the NFL, or anybody saying, shut up and dribble. Shut up and run. Shut up and slam somebody. Shut up and uh, shoot up. Like, it's entertain us. Do this and shut up. It's it's blocking out everything that that's going on in the world. And these are things these athletes still have to go through on a daily basis. And I'm not saying. I think there should be limits, you know, there shouldn't be anything derogatory and that that opens up a can of worms as well. But it's. It, that's the world we live in. Just like you said, if, if they show Black Lives Matter and it shows somebody comes up with White Lives Matter, that shows the world we live in. That's the world these athletes live in. That's the world we live in. And I get what you're saying. Sometimes it's, it's better just to think that the world is all great and there's no issues, but some of no, these... I, 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 I'm, I'm not saying ignore the issues, but you know, it, it's some. How? It's it's some. Sometimes, you know, you you gotta shut up and dribble. It, it, not not just shut up and dribble, but the thing is, let's let's just sit and have fun together at, at one point. And we dribble. can't be angry all the time. But but the thing about it is, how is that different? How is this any different than telling LeBron not to say anything? Oh, it's not any different. So, but, I, but because, saying, because it's, but but what what I what, the, my big thing is. I, I think the what how the Olympics was formed, what the Olympics stood for, what the Olympics have has done over all the years of the Olympic Committee, I, I feel like that is one where you, you can kind of say, we've always done it. Here's what we've always said. Here's what we've always done. Leave your politics out of this. But leave leave your your because you gotta think it was all about politics okay. when you're talking, we're at war and this, that, and other, and this, that, uh, and other. You leave that out and you come here. And we cons- gonna compete. Let's conserve and preserve the Olympic uh, field. Like let's let's take the conservative measure. Like let's not make any changes. I, I mean, I for it, me, I think I think it makes sense. I, I really do. So how is that different than any other sense. thing that somebody wants? I don't want to see this disrupted. You will not replace me. You will not replace this this, this whitewashed Olympics that I'm I'm used to. 
It's, what do you mean whitewash though? Not I, saying, like, wait, like, wait, it has I, to be like, white, not whitewash. I'm not trying to conserve. I'm not trying to conserve the things about changes. the Olympics. We, like if they were like, oh, black people can't compete, or you know, things like like things that negatively affect everybody. But when you talk and start talking propaganda and saying, hey, we're going to let each individual person come in and you know put push whatever their idea is of of what they want to protest on the platform. What happens is now the Olympics becomes this political statement. Every person is trying to make a political statement when they come to the Olympics and they're trying they're trying to get, get, stay away from that. That's just, isn't that an assumption that everybody wants to make a political statement? It's just the fact that if I feel strongly about this, everybody, everybody who's ever competed in the Olympics has had an opportunity to make a political statement. Everybody, no. they have. Everybody like said, has. Rule fifty is there, but, but they it was they but they we can do what you want. You win the gold and you hold up a black uh, power fist, nigga. You did it. Yeah. Rule fifty ain't gonna change it. You you have the opportunity. People don't. People are gonna do what they want to do regardless. You know, my thing is, is it time to revisit or revamp the rule even slightly? It can be rule fifty and a half. Is this a time to? progress is about change like do they need to relook at this rule this rule that they made what whenever it was made does it is it is it does it fit in 2021 that, that's my thing is is we just want things to stay the same like well they've always done, they've always done it this way so let's continue how many times has that hurt us and how is that any different than anything else we've always done it this way I tell so, you what, we're, we're talking about the Olympic Committee in Tokyo. Uh, the country that it should be most happy is America, because a lot of these issues are central to yeah. what's wrong in America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It, really yeah, it, putting, it definitely sheds a light. Yeah, it would be on putting it. us on I, blast. My, but the thing my, about it, first, my, but my assume, thing is, assume. I look at I look at the Olympics as like a, a ceasefire between the Bloods and the Crips, and we're gonna go have a basketball game for one day. Like it's it's look. One for this time, this one week, two weeks, however long the Olympics is, we are going to just come and chill. Like just just chill. Take a breath. And that that's what I think about. Like, and that and that that's how I in my mind I, I kind of differentiate the NBA, MLB, all those folks, and you having your platform and all of that versus the the Olympics and the world stage and and how many different political stances can be taken in a single place like that, it's for me, I just feel like it's, it's, it, it's too muddled and it for the good of the world, which is what, how the Olympics was uh, founded and structured. Take a breath, take Whoa. a breath, lay down your arm, stop warring, stop doing all that. Stop, stop, you know, your side versus my side and everything. Just take a breath and just have fun looking at the sport. So, me wearing a shirt that says Black Lives Matter just changed all that. So we're comparing a warring faction between the Bloods and the Crips versus somebody who's trying to bring awareness to a social issue where mm -hmm. people are dying. We are. We are. Okay. We're okay. comparing. Comparison. Uh, it, it, now, it, okay. it, I mean, I'm not saying it's, it's, it's the same. I'm not saying it's on the same level. We are comparing. I'm using that as an analogy. So, you know, people, there's two people in the world, right? People that can extrapolate and I ain't even going to talk about the rest. So, you know, that, that that's what it is. It's like you can extrapolate and you understand what I'm saying when I say it's it's an analogy for that. Um, so 
it's bruh, like again, you can't you can't hold all of that weight on you all the time. And, I'm not saying they have so, to, but the thing about it is you're telling me they can't. It's not that they have to. It's not saying, okay, all black mm-hmm. people, you have to make this statement. It's like, you know what? It took a lot for me to get here. There's a lot of good stuff going on. And I want <clears throat> I want to speak my mind or I want to say, I don't even have to say anything. It's kneeling before the USA soccer match. That's banned. You know, taking in, like, those are things that are banned, you know, doing anything in solidarity that could just say, hey, you know what's going on in America. And Byron said something where, it would put America on blast. We, I, I agree with you. That's only because I'm American because I have no idea what's going on anywhere else. And maybe that's when you find out it might be something going on in Great Britain or Nigeria. That's like, like, wow, damn, I didn't know about that. Um, but for the athletes, it's, it's tough. Like uh, going back to the question, the athletes, the reason I asked you guys about, you know, your athletic dreams and what made you quit is because these are people who pretty much have dedicated their whole lives to this. Yeah. And it's, you know, I, I don't put that pressure on them. I, I don't say, hey, go risk your your athletic career or your funding or whatever the case may be. Just like I didn't do it for the football players and NBA players. I appreciate when people speak up. This is a once in a lifetime thing. You know, um, I but, think about yeah. You, you also have to think about th- there are countries that if if they know that people are their their people are going to start trying to speak up like that, they'll pull out. Yeah, I can very easily see China pulling out and saying, "No, we're not going to put anybody up there because you know one of our athletes wants to do this." But look how crazy that is! Like that's that's the thing about it. Like you're saying, well, don't let anybody say this because Chinese athletes will pull out because China will pull out because they. They, they they don't want their people to speak up. That's the uh, world. That's the world we live in. That's that is the world we live in. And so, and, the, and I, I I don't know, man. I I don't. I I definitely think it's just gonna. It's going to be a difference of opinion on it. I mean, it, it's both sides, and I I agree. I think it is one of those things that you know. It is it right and wrong. Uh, you know, we talk about this all the time. The world that we want and the world that we live in today, and what what it is today, right? And I I think. For the world that it is today, just like you said, I think it makes sense and you don't. And I I, I don't think we're going to convince each other <laughs> either way. Now, I, I think we both agree that it's not right. I, I, I think it's one of those things that I feel like they should be able to do all of that. But I see where the I see where they're coming from and I understand it, if that makes. Sense. OK. Who's next? I'll let Rosie go. Let me see. I think I got something. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I saw a post from a dude that was talking about, you know, he he can love his lady and still cheat on her. <laughs> uh, and you know, he was just like, "Would you rather have a dude that you know can't?" Basically, he was talking about like successful men, and it's okay for them to cheat. Um, because you know they they teaching you how to build wealth. They can fund your your vision, your dreams, do all this other stuff, and it's okay for them to cheat. But then he's like, "Or would you want to do that's just going to cheat on you, or or do that's not going to cheat on you, but you know don't work, ain't got no job, ain't feeding into you, can't help you or whatever." But he's faithful to you, and and you know he was trying to make that case, and I kind of took that and started thinking through it, and I was I was wondering, 
is there like a respectable way to cheat? Like, is it, is, is it one of those things that like, you know, you could cheat on me, but don't be like putting it in my face. Don't bring the chick around. Don't be out like, you know, eating dinners and stuff with the chick you cheating on uh, or cheating with, or, you know, even if the lady's cheating with the dude, or is it like, you know, cheating is cheating no matter what. Is it a respectable way to cheat? I mean, that, that depends on your lady. Like, the scenario you just gave, it sounds like she's okay with it as long as you don't put it in her face, don't bring home any outside kids kids or diseases, you know, don't put it like this, don't embarrass her. Then, you know, in in that relationship with that woman, it sounds like there is a respectable way to cheat. But I think the majority of women or people, because we well, you 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 asked the question from the 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 sense of a man cheating. So I think the majority of women would say, no, cheating is cheating. And they would also say that there's an in-between. There's an in-between between the stream of a guy that's faithful but ain't worth a damn and a guy that does everything a woman needs but cheats. There's there's a happy median in that. So the guy that cheats sometimes. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Just, just say we're once a year or whatever, you slip out. You know, so, like, you know. So, but, but, but with that, but with that. <laughs> once a year. <laughs> but with that, like, is there, is there a way that, you know, would, would do you see a, a lady staying or, or a guy staying if she was cheating? Like, you know, like I said, like once a year, every once in a while and like slipped up and got caught like from a one off or something like that versus like, you know, oh, I got a whole nother family, or a whole nother relationship out there. Like it, and that, that that's kind of what I mean. Is it like levels to cheating? Yeah, it's levels. That's an affair. Women may not want to hear that, but it, it is levels. That's enough. That's a whole ass affair right there. And versus, so that's what it is. It's like yeah. cheating versus an affair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cheating is like meeting an empty parking lot, get it in the backseat or a hotel or somewhere like that. An affair, like you got a couple of pieces of clothing over her house and shit like that. So <laughs> y'all take trips together sometimes. So yeah, it's levels to it, man. But again, I don't see many women being accepting of either one. Now, this is what I will say. I don't know if it's specific to your question. I do think there are certain examples of cheating that one can forgive their significant other a little more easily versus another example. Like if your significant other is getting her back blown out in your house, in your bed, why are you working a 16 hour shift and you come home and see that that's, that's one thing versus like you say, Rosie, she slipped up, you know, y'all was already like not in a good space or whatever. And she met somebody, she made a mistake. It, it happened at one time. She may even come and tell you about it. Like you don't even have to find out about it. She tell you she completely feels horrible about it. I can see where some people would be more forgiving in that scenario versus the other one where you, where they just completely disrespectful, no regard, like no cut card whatsoever. Okay. So if it happens on a girl trip, cause I hear they be cheating on these girl trips. Oh Lord. Go to, that started, that started a little gender war right there. That post right there. Yeah. 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 Girls trip. 
was that Allison that posted that? Like they be cheating. I think so. No, it was Marquise. No, Marquise yeah, posted yeah. that. He's like they be cheating on these girl trips. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. And, and women, women trip me out because, like, so when wh- go ahead for go ahead for no, tell your story, bro. What's he? Get it. You're not gonna see you get it. Anyway, um, women trip me out because. <laughs> My bad, I ain't gonna see. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, nah, women trip me out because they they will celebrate when a woman, like they were celebrating Jada Pinkett, with and the whole entanglement thing. That's right, girl. That's right. You know what I mean? And they say, well, you guys do it all the time, so you can't say nothing. First off, that's not true. Second, even if it is true, we don't, we don't, we didn't, we wasn't high fiving Jay Z when he when we found out he was cheating on Beyonce. Like we we didn't say anything. It just seems like sometimes women, especially on these social media platforms, kind of celebrate it a little more. Um, I can it's be wrong about that, but that's it's what I back. see. Yeah. Okay. Well, go ahead, Rob. So I'm gonna start off very simple. Cheating is bad. Yeah, we got an episode on that. Yeah, we yeah, got an episode yeah. on I mean, that. Yeah, this is the cheating is bad episode. So, <laughs> to cheat is to act dishonestly or unfairly in order to gain an advantage, especially in game or examination. So, the first part of that, act dishonestly. So, I can't agree. I, there's To me, there's no... It's wrong. Point blank. No questions asked. Byron hit on the fact that, you know, it's... Some things are forgivable. I get it. Happens, you know. There's certain situations, you know. You talk about somebody working 16 hours, getting their back blown out, that that full blown affair, or the girls' trip, and you slip up and some d- fall on you or something. I don't know what happens, but all of that, all of that stuff is still dishonest. You know, the only time I think they trip and fall on the. D- oh, they trip. And, I, I don't yeah, know how that happens. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know. Cheating is bad, so. Yeah, and black men don't cheat. And so the only way any of that works is you can't cheat. There has to be some understanding in that relationship. It might not be normal for other people, but it's to understand that your 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 man is, you know, a quote unquote man, and he, you know, he makes mistakes every once in a while, and you're you're okay with that. It's not that you, but you understand it's kind of part of the dynamic dynamics of your relationship. It can be unspoken, it can be spoken, but it's something that you understand. You know that once a year, or she going on a girls trip. I mean, I'm not gonna ask because I know her girls. I know how they were in college. They gonna do their thing. I'm just not gonna ask. She comes back happy, and she won't go on another girls trip for three or four years. Do I like it? No, but I I get it. Do you talk about it? Yes. No. I don't know. That's up to them. But that dishonesty, to me, there's no way to condone cheating because it has to be the the definition of cheating is it's dishonest. And I think there has to be some understanding Um, in your initial uh, scenarios, Razi. People were willing to they understood their situation and they accepted their situation. It was, you know what? He make a lot of money. Motherfuckers going to throw that. They had him. And so, you know, he don't bring that stuff home. He doesn't do this and this and he take care of his family. And I'm okay with that. 
maybe it's and I'm not saying that she's right or wrong, but she's okay with that situation. Maybe it's the way they were raised or the culture. And that's that's all she's seen, because that's kind of, you know, what we've seen or vice versa. You know, hey, you want me to slip up one day, doll? She's going to step out on you. They'll, you know, just get ready for it. It's going to happen one day. I've heard that. I've heard men say that. You know, the key is you got to forgive her. And if she come back, she's yours forever. I've heard people say that. Till the next time. <laughs> Till the next time. <laughs> Cheating in the next room. Yeah. But I think there has to be some understanding, spoken or unspoken. But when you're like, your, your, your rule of thumb is like, nigga, you cheat, I'm gone. Or vice versa. There's no, and unless that's all talk, but there's no... There's no line of gray. I know it sounds, you know, I'm like I'm all high and mighty, and I'm, but I just I know I'm shallow. I know I'm uh, my ego would not allow me to look at my wife the same way if she cheated on me. So that's how I go in with it. Like, there's no understanding. There's no. Deuces. Um, yeah. So I, it, it's funny to me. I, I do think there's a respectable way to cheat. Um. And and again, like you said, first cheating is bad. Cheating is bad. Okay, but yeah, look at movies like uh, Baby Boy and where Jody was like sleeping with the chick at old girl job. You know what I'm saying? But you know how I you, feel about you, that. You know yeah, how I feel I about all those movies. Like yeah, I feel yeah, like I know, it's- but I'm just saying it's like you know you hitting a chick at your lady job. You hitting her friend. Like there's a lot of friends that you know slide up in the uh, the. Players Club, when the cousin was, you know, he was cheating with the cousin and things like that. Like, that for me, I think is out of bounds when you talk about cheating. And so that's my whole thing is I do think there's a respectable way Like, even if you is going to cheat or you are going to cheat, is going to cheat. Lord, if, even if you are going to cheat. It's not a respect. It's a more respectable way. It's not. I, 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 I think there's different. I, I think I think there's respect and there's cheating. Again, cheating is bad. It's wrong, but you can do it respectably. Like, yeah, you can respect your lady enough not to do it, not to throw it up in her face. You can respect her enough because I love you. <laughs> exactly. You know, you can do it so that you know you're not you not you don't embarrass her. You hear you hear that a lot from a girls, right? Like, how how are you going to embarrass me? It's not even that you cheated; it's that you cheated and embarrassed me about it. Like you're doing it with the chick at the church. So now I'm looking at this lady, you know, every Sunday, and she just looking at me side. I don't know why, but now come to find out, you know, you were cheating with her. That type of thing. So it, it's it's keeping that separation. Talk about these trips, right? Hey, you go off on your trips. It, you know, things might happen. You come back. That's that. That's a respectable cheating. But it's or, an understanding or, that once again, that goes back to the understanding of somebody. I don't think it's understanding. I, I, I think even if even if you never get caught, it's like you, you kept it away from home. And so and, and that's male or female in my eyes. It's like you kept it away from home. Um, and so that you don't you don't necessarily embarrass the other person like you. You, you can get caught cheating. And y'all can break up. Y'all can have a public irreconcilable differences, yada, yada, yada. And I don't come out looking like I couldn't take care of home or whatever. You know what I mean? That that I, I think it's, it's the it's the optics of it all. When I talk about being respectable versus it being right or wrong. We we, we agree it's wrong in, in any way. But I, I think the optics yeah. of it is what makes it respectable. Yeah. Every, so, every every wrong thing has a respectable way to to be done. I mean, 
Shoot, we we seen Gladiator. It, it's a, it was a respectable way to kill one another. <laughs> Remember when he's about to die, he's like, at least give me an honorable death. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a respectable way to rob. It's a respectable way to do all kind of bad things. That's it's still wrong, but it's a more respectable way to do certain things. Yeah. So that that's 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 my take on it. that. That's where I'm coming from on it. So, ladies, tell us if we're wrong um, on we, it. Oh, we do, wrong. do y'all do y'all think Except do y'all for think that there's a respectable way? To you know, to do this thing, to do the wrong thing. Like, okay, I can agree. We, we're still going to say there, it's still a, wrong. And I'm still going to say there's a more respectable way to do the wrong thing because you're you still said disrespecting girl, her. Is, is, yeah, like the thing her. about it is like you're still dishonest and like. But the thing about it is, you were saying um, the girls trip. Well, if she don't get caught, she can do it every day. The girls trip don't make a difference if she can if she can play the game and just f- every day and never get caught. It's respectable. Is it respectable because it's a girl's trip and how? how, I mean, how yeah. and, and, and where, where, where is she cheating? Like, is she bringing him in a dude yeah. into the house? Because when, ah. when she brings it, when she brings him into the house, it's disrespected at that point. Okay. Yeah. So, as long she, yeah. Yeah. so as long as she messes with him at his house every day, it's respectable. Yeah. I, I, also, in my scenario, when I say one example, you there, I can see where someone is more likely to forgive them. They can't be doing it like in Razio's example every year. Like, hey, I, you know, I went on my my fellas trip. You know, met this chick, named Cinnamon. <laughs> it, it happened again. It happened. <laughs> and then boom, a year later, babe. Like, like no, no. I'm talking about again. the one time, like the one time you like you got like ten good years. You slip babe, up and I then did. the rest of the babe, I did it good. again. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, married, I married a prostitute, and uh, I think she's working. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll call you later. All right, love you. Bye. So, um, so look, my uh, my question. I was I was mad actually when you mentioned it a few weeks ago, Fur, because I had to say this one of my questions. But we didn't we didn't elaborate on on elaborate on it too much. So I think I can ask it and it still be fresh. So Procter and Gamble, we spoke about. They made the commercial called Widen the Screen. Mm-hmm. All right. And for those of you that haven't watched it real quick, I just want it's three scenarios in the commercial. It's one scenario is a brother with with uh, dreads driving a money car. I believe it is. He gets out the car with a, a duffel bag. Yard Magnus. So, OK, he got some weight. And see, when I saw this commercial, as a matter of fact, I like glanced at it. And I, and I had already formed my opinion. I was like, ah, I know where this is headed. And then I started doing something else. And it wasn't until I saw the end of the commercial that made me rewind it. It was like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't see that coming. Because you got that scenario with the brother with the dreads. You got the the uh, the woman. She has a kid. She's holding a baby. And she's pregnant with grocery bags. And the way the camera zooms in, it zooms in on the bus stop sign. So you're assuming, okay, some welfare woman, you know, single mother with kids about to catch a bus and go back to the projects. Uh, and then the third one is these like young, young black kids that go in the convenience store and the clerk is kind of like watching them and it looked like they're up to no good. So you already form your opinions. And what happens is they purchase the, they purchase whatever they purchase with no problems at all. Uh, the guy with the dreads, he's going to like his family's house to celebrate a birthday party. And the woman, as we mentioned in the last show a, a few episodes ago, her husband is pulling the minivan around. And, and picking her up. So and, and the commercial is just saying that we think these things because of the narrative that has been painted on black people for years. 
I said all that to say this and ask you guys this. Do, should we fault our, some of our black directors for this narrative? Because we know what white Hollywood has done over the years. But we have Spike Lee, Nate Parker. We even have Denzel, the Hughes brothers, John Singleton. John Singleton is responsible, and the, the late John Singleton at that. But he's responsible for Snowfall. He's responsible for Boys in the Hood, Baby Boy. Uh, Poetic Justice too, I believe. All movies that, you know, may have had a good message at the end, but in route to that message, we saw a whole bunch of the stuff that that widen the screen thing was talking about. So should we hold our black directors a little more accountable and start making more positive movies as you'd like to see, Ferd? Oh, mine is real quick. So Yes, and not just them. That's why I don't support a lot of things that portray us in a negative image because we see it so much. I call it the good times effect because yeah. at the end of the day, good times, scratching and surviving, all the struggle, love, all the stuff happens. And at the end of the day, it works out. Good times. Like that's that's what we're so used to seeing. So it's OK to do those things. Yeah, it's entertainment. I know that's where we're going to go. We don't want to always see, you know, the button up brother with the 4.0 GPA and the, the the single, I mean, the two parent household and everything works out. That Cosby, that Cosby show world is not always entertaining, but I think we have to be careful to, um, and I, it's scary, it's scary in this world to talk about Cosby show and the positivity behind that. But we have to be careful to just show that there's more to us in that. Just like you said, Byron, it, it's become so ingrained in us that we bought into the stereotype. When you saw the commercial, I was mm-hmm. kind of like you, like, where is this going? Yeah. Where is this going? Where is this going? I thought the welfare mother, the the duffel bag boy, you know, the the, the boys in the store. And I'm like. And, it, and it's. I, I, I was wondering, <sighs> was it an ad for some upcoming show or like low budget movie? So I like yeah, diverted my attention to something else. Yeah, yeah, and so that's my thing is, I think it's on black 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 studios, black directors, just people in general to say we want we want more. Actually, I think it's more on the audience than the directors, because hmm. they're going to keep making what you're going to buy rather than you, when you tell them you want to see more. It's supply and demand. Why make a movie that nobody wants to see? So if you're saying I need to see more of this and to balance it off, do the, does all the good time um, stuff need to go away? No. I mean, it, it can be entertaining. I love uh, Menace Society. I love those movies. But the thing about it is not that many, you know, the great debaters and stuff like we don't talk about those movies as much as we talk about some of these iconic hood classics. Because <laughs> we got iconic hood classics. We don't talk about debates. those movies in the. We don't talk about as much. I know, Rizzy, you're you and your blurred. Hey, you know, talk, I'm getting ready. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but you think about it. We're not the norm, bro. Like we're not the norm. Let's be honest. I'm, I'm, not, I'm no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying we're. I'm the norm. What? what I, I, go ahead and finish. I don't, I don't want to interrupt. I'm good. Wanna, okay. I, my thing about it is, I, I do think we de- we have to fault them a little bit. I, I'm not not gonna not that we do have to fault them. We have to hold them accountable. But the, like that Procter and Gamble commercial was all about screening reference cinematography. Like, so like you talked about how they zoomed in on the bus 
thing, right? Mm-hmm. You talk about how they they show the bag from a certain angle. And so we're used to in cinematography and watching movies knowing that when you show me that angle, when you show this, whether that guy was black or white, the angle that they used and the bag that they showed, we would have assumed probably the same thing. So, you know, if that if that young lady had been white with those four kids around her pregnant and they zoomed in on that um, that bus stop, we would assume she was trailer park trash. Right. So it, it's not necessarily that it was a black white issue or anything like that. It literally was how cinematography works, how movies are made, how they're framed and how they're referenced. Um, but again, yes, we have to we have to hold our black directors to a little bit of a higher standard, but I think we do. And I think those black directors are telling those stories for, you talk about supply and demand that will get made that they can find the funding for, but what they do in that is they tell that story from a holistic approach. It's not just those negative stereotypes in there. They have those strong moms in there. They have furious styles and boys in the hood, giving the gentrification speech. They have, you know, um, the, the black kid get, that actually doesn't do anything wrong getting pulled over and talk about how, you know, racial profiling and everything's happening. They're showing that part of our experience. And truthfully, why we talk about those as classics is because a lot of it we hit home with. We feel like, oh, they're finally telling our actual story of what we're dealing with. It's no different than NWA and them talking about F the police and how they were really giving the story of the hood, how it was really happening in the hood at the time, not this whitewashed version of everything's good. It wasn't good times. It was, hey, here's what's happening in my hood right now. But at the same time, taken away from movies, that's why you talked about NWA. But that's why people like Drake, Childish Gambino, they're saying like, nigga, I'm not every rapper didn't grow up in the hood. I grew up in the suburbs. Every mm-hmm. like there's more world than like, dog, I remember growing up in the hood and got pulled over. There's niggas that never been in the hood. Right. And and, that, know, that, and I, I agree. I understand that. But yeah. what I'm saying is it's, but, it's like, yeah, there, there's niggas. There's niggas that never sold weight and, and lived in Miami. But we talk about Scarface the same way. Like they're good, epic stories that you like. Oh, my God. I like that. It was super entertaining. I like the action. It was cool. I wanted to be Scarface for a little while. You know, that like you 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 just grow up kind of doing it. Like yeah. people like those types of movies, same way, you know, you liked horror movies growing up too. And you watch Candyman and everything else. They're entertainment for you. Is but it- I, I think it's one of those things that like you talked about balancing the scales. You have to balance the scales inside of the movie as well as having the great debaters outside of those movies. So I, so I agree with you to a certain extent. Um I feel like we're missing a, a large part of the the other story. We talked about, you know, like all black people. There's not a uh, there's 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 so many different faces and levels to what we present. Like being accepted as a blurred. Like how many blurred stories do we have? There's some. I get it, but how many blurred do they are they telling Rosie's story? They're telling that because the same way we might be able to see that Procter and Gamble show. I mean that that uh, commercial. Did we need that cinematographer for a lot of the white community to come to those? Because it's happening in our world where black guy walking down the street, he looks dangerous. He's out of place. It's no damn cinematography. It's <laughs> he looks out of place. And you know why? Why he looks out of place? Because all the things I've seen that help build my stereotypes of this, what a black what a black boy does or a black man is. He's a danger. So maybe not for us. 
but it's still like, hey, there's more to our story. Like for somebody to, I think we were at uh, in Mobile, Ani was saying like, we're some of the most non-dangerous looking people. Like, like she was like, there's nothing dangerous about you, you guys. But the thing about it is, that's to a, 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 a black mother who has black sons who grew up in a black community. The three of us fit somebody's description. The three of us look dangerous to somebody. And is there another, enough stories out there showing that there's people that look just like us that aren't dangerous? And will they, will they ever see that? And that's my biggest thing. Because it's not about us. We know, we know, we know our story. We know there's blurs and all this stuff. But it's, people are, we're dangerous because we're black. That whole driving while black is not because you look, a, you're black. The end. That is the yeah. end of the story. So, so. And, that, and that, that was the beauty of the PNG. The the wide that that was the beauty of that commercial was that we made those assumptions. They used the cinematography to make the assumptions because if you didn't use the uh, the cinematography, some people wouldn't make the assumption. Yeah, you had to, right? you had you had, you had like, to make you, it you, like like Byron said, looking out of the corner of our eye, even black people was like, oh, that dude got some weight on him. Like we wouldn't have said that if you know he was if they had to use the right angle, he was holding the bags out. We would have like, oh, maybe he's catching a flight or something like that. You know what I mean? You. You would maybe he's going to the gym. Like we would have made the assumption probably in the positive, but because of the angles they chose, because of what they did, we even jumped onto the train of assuming that they it, it was the bad side of what was happening. So that's they used that to so even white people looking at that would automatically assume that, and then they show the better angle, right? The the full context of it all. It was a perfect commercial. It was great. Yeah, it was. Um, but to Byron's question, I think it's we have to make sure that we don't judge them being able to get the movies made and get to where they could show directing credit and and work in the system that they were working in and try to like rewrite history on it. Like they wouldn't have ever gotten big time directing of credits trying to make the great debaters first, you know what I mean? And, and so you got to, you got to look at that too, is, is, you know, they were able to get their, their credits up. So then they could make a great debaters or whatever. You don't have everybody who's a Spike Lee that did, she's got to have it, you know, in college and made, and just all of a sudden made it big. And then boom, somebody's like, Oh yeah, we'll let you make, um, what was it? Um, school days right after that. Like, that that that's that's a unicorn story. It's it's more so your John Singleton's that was able to kind of take Boys in the Hood and all those uh, shows, create them, and then he can actually infuse some positive images into it. My bad, Buff. We hijacked your question. Yeah, we did. You got <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, man. I, um, I agree with Rizzy as far as uh, sometimes you don't have to have an entire positive movie and or an entire negative movie you can have like a boys in the hood with the messages with within it i do think it's easy to get lost rising but i i do get your point that you can have that balance within the same movie and i just you know i just that 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 whole commercial and, and you know for you definitely have challenged me on this just over the episodes we've done on you know how you just you really hate seeing you know, you call it struggle love, just struggling black people in TV shows and movies. And I was just thinking when I watched that commercial, like, you know, we have a nice amount of black directors now. Like, shouldn't we be getting more or are we getting more and they're just not getting noticed? Like you guys mentioned great debaters. That's not nearly mentioned as much as Minister Society. 
or, yeah. or boys but, in the hood. But but lean on me is. You know what I mean? So you you got you got is it lean on me or stand by me? What's the one with Mr. Clark? I always less lean on me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just I just confuse them. Like, yeah, yeah. So lean on me. Yeah. But you know, you you have those classic movies like that too. You have your classic comedies, right? You've got your Beverly Hills cops and and you know, all of those too. So in that same time period, they were making these movies that were comedies and and, and and stuff like that. You you got your nutty professors and all that, all those Eddie Murphy movies that were out um <laughs> around that time at the same time. So you know, you had other things that were just straight comedy. You had your great say, debaters yeah, that's, that's and all just, of that. That's just funny. That's not necessarily positive. And lean on me. That can that's arguable if that's really, you know, they had the kids that did drugs. They had the 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 black girl that got pregnant in high school. They had crazy Mr. Clark for the most part. I mean, you know, he it was some positive stuff in that too, but you All still right, had... two. Give me Sustag two. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I got nothing for you on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so so they, they were there, Ferg. They, I mean, you know, we 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 try to the things that we watched were, you know, there, but you got a key in the B. You got, you know, all of those. So, That's a good one. You know, there there, were positive movies with positive role models. And even today, I agree that we need more representation, but we're starting to get a lot more representation mm-hmm. where, you know, you, you look at, uh, we talked about Blood and Bone. There's, there's a couple of black people in there that's in the lead. You talk about, um, there's a new one on Netflix now called Zero. And it's like a blurred uh, superhero type um, thing. Uh, so they, you know they they they're starting to get them. It's just it's, it it took time, bro. I mean, you got to think we we are only fifty almost sixty years removed from freaking civil rights. And and to be fair, Nate Parker is doing his thing. It's like his first two movies, what um, Birth of a Nation and uh, what was the one on uh, the Tuskegee Airmen. So mm-hmm. he, he's definitely doing his thing. Yeah, uh, but- you got what's the what's the one uh, the Butler. Was in there. I mean, that, that's nah, that's nah, a nah, pretty cool. I nah. mean, it's all right, but you you got that. You got um hidden figures coming yeah, out. So so you got you got you that's got our stories that. being told now. And to me, that, it, you know, most of the stuff, are, most of the stuff you're naming are, are comedies. Like we shouldn't only be positive when it's comical. And those movies are always, and I love them. You know, it's always kind of a historical based on somebody's real life. You can't just make up a, a buff type character. You can't make up the same way they make up these other the same way they made up characters in Boys in the Hood. You don't see these made up characters where they're just doing they didn't. They, they, there's not a, a a movie just based off of just a good black experience. It's we're making a movie about Rozzy. The the self self made millionaire, you know, like it's not. It's just like they can't. I put it this way: I very rarely see them envision or come up with characters. Like, how, why is it so hard to just come up with a black character who's just positive? Like you to the point where not not the, like the co- comedy and stuff like that, but it's to the point where they can they can come up with a storyline where we're thugs. They can come up with a storyline where we're selling dope or we're womanizers or we're a baby boy or something like that. They can come up with these. They can always envision us in these struggle love situations. It's very rare that they can they can imagine us doing something different. I don't see a lot of that and us holding to that. I love those. You, you made a lot of good points, Rizzy. I'm not saying that that stuff needs to be cut out, but it's always like, why can't, you know, a lot of times we were talking about black princesses and stuff like that in Disney movies. I think we had a debate. It's like, 
it's so hard for them to imagine us in these roles. It's like, yeah, let's make a, a, a Frozen where there's a white princess and she does this and does this and this and this. Like, well, give me your give me give me your pitch for a black princess. How does that go? She turns we'll into a, when she turns into a frog most of the movie. You know, Still give me give me that. your pitch for a, a black male figure. Uh, the one they just came out with, the one where he's a ghost and um, oh, so oh, so yeah. So like, it's for me, it's it's always like, man, they can't envision or imagine us past certain roles. And the only time we really see ourselves, it, it has to be something real. Like, give me an interesting story, and, and not right now, but I, I want you to sit down and and I, I know I know we're not writers or whatever, but I want you to to give. Think through I'm not a an director. interesting story that has a positive role model that nothing actually negative happens to, and there's no like like I, I want to like if you don't have a story arc there, if it's not a love story. What's your favorite black? What's your favorite non-black movie? Put a black character there. That's your answer. Oh, <laughs> so the Notebook. That's not my favorite. No, no. What, that, so that, I do like the Notebook. We're going to go do, down that. I do I, like my, the Notebook. My, you know why? Look, why can't the they imagine good. us in those roles? You can't I mean, see. I, you can't see a, a black love story like that where they transcend time and stuff like that. Benjamin Button, anything like that. Like they can make. They can make. They thought of a story where dude aged backwards. <laughs> like they're that creative, <laughs> but they can't say, "Could he be black?" Like they can come up with anything, but they can't see us being in those roles. You, you got a couple Will Smith movies like that. What about Hitch? Comedy. Hitch wasn't a comedy. Hitch, Hitch was a romantic. Well, it was it's a rom-com. Yeah, yeah, okay. Romantic comedy. Rom-com, you know. but, but, but I mean, I, that, I'm that's not usually not there, like, Rising. I'm not saying they're not there. I'm just saying like it's it's and then it's like you notice know, like one or two actors that kind of get those roles. But it's oh, yeah. I get yeah. it. You know, Lovecraft Country was a good series. Like cr- the fact that they created this this world with this black community and stuff. Like I thought that was dope. Um, this this, this they came out before that. Um, oh, uh, the Watchmen. Yeah, or the no. Watchmen. Yeah. The, re- the mm-hmm. think about it. They were starting to get there, but it's like it, it's so hard to imagine us in these roles, and they became iconic. Like we can play those roles. We can do those things. We can do just just do more. I'm not saying you know it took us a long time to get there. Like you said, we're 56 years removed from um, Jim Crow and civil civil rights. But it's why is, has it always been so hard to imagine us in these roles? Why did you put it on me to imagine us in these roles? It's like there's people. Their job is to come up with creative stories, and it's like, nah, I can't put a nigga in that role. <laughs> Granted, that the thing about it is, it's it's not it's not the writers. A lot of times, it's it's the directors and the people that's uh, um, picking because a lot of times they don't they don't really write in like, hey, this is a white character or a black character. What they do is they write the character, and because it's a white writer, a lot of times they put those nuances in there that makes somebody automatically assume it's white. Yeah, yeah, so, right. So, and, so that a little bit of that is the white who's in the yeah. writers' room. Is is we and that's that's why we're starting to see more black roles go and 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 some of those characters go black because we're getting more black writers in the writing room and stuff like that. But they, but, they to, but they had to think about a black to the point where when you say the story, I can't creatively imagine a black person's role. So a black movie is like okay, it t- takes place in Compton. We need a black person. Who's our black lead? Like you have you. 
for a lot of these roles, if it's in upstate New York, it's like, okay, that means it's a white person. Like, well, I mean, when you think about upstate New York, there's like 3% black. So, I, I mean, it, hey, it's one of those things you automatically assume. But, <laughs> like, you you look at Lupin that came out on Netflix. It's in France, and they've got a black lead. Good, like, good, that, good was, that was dope as I don't know good. what and to have so, him in it, there. It's so rare. That's one of the things, like, mm-hmm. it, it, we're, getting, getting, we're getting, getting there. We're, we're getting, getting there. better. But it's like, we can, we can do it. And it shows that these things can be done and have an audience. Mm-hmm. So what's stopping us? It's like... If I'm about to write a movie, I'm about to have, I'm have, um, I want a black lead. Okay, let me, because I doubt they, I feel like they write movies and want a black lead. And if they want a black lead, they have to make it a black movie rather than I wrote this, I wrote this story. Lupin could have been black. Lupin could have been white. Lupin could have been a midget. Like it, it didn't matter. But they wrote a role and they found somebody who fit the role for them. You know, we can. This is a this this will continue this conversation in Miami, but I, <laughs> oh, I love yeah, your yeah. question. I love your question, Buff. But I, my thing is, is, I always get frustrated when I think people can't imagine us past these certain images. Mm-hmm. That's what it is for me. It's not that they're not there. It's just like you can't imagine us. You can't think of it like, man, how can I create this dope world where I have this black lead and stuff like that? In all these movies, we said there were there were there was little pieces where it had to be a black role, like even. Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country, because it was based off like this this hierarchy. This it was, it was it was based off a very racist society. You know that was a whole point of the book. You know, like subserviency, and you know it was Lupin. Like his dad was a but uh, like a you know a butler or whatever the case may be, and he was a foreigner, and all. So it was kind of like it had this. Well, undertone. No, they, they, yeah, they, because again, they, they wrote it that way. Yeah, yeah, but he yeah. could have been from any foreign country, yeah, yeah. right? So, he could have yeah, been so, a butler from you know Sweden or whatever. Yeah. And, and so that yeah, that's so, the thing. It's one of those things that yeah, they 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 his dad had to be black because he was black, right? Like yeah. those, those types of things. But that that's uh, yeah. they can change that very easily in a in a rework of a um, you know the first script. So we're getting better. I mean, and I don't know if any of those, I think Lupin, I don't know if I had a black director, but Lovecraft and um, Watchmen had mm-hmm. black directors and producers. Mm-hmm. So we give, yeah. we give them a chance and look what they do. And won't both yeah. of those, both of those directors women, I feel like. Well, Lovecraft Country had different directors for every episode. Okay. So it just okay. depends on the episode for okay. that one. So it just really depends. Okay. So but yeah. I digress. Bob, I love your question. Let's keep it going. Let's go ahead and close it out, fellas. I actually have, I don't have a damn thing other than, um, uh, first off, happy 40th birthday, Allison. Uh, hopefully we have enjoyed ourselves down there in, in Miami. Another thing is, um, I just want to remind the listeners, you know, we, we definitely appreciate your support. We love your support. Uh, and we ask that you just continue that support and step up that support, you know, uh, we have three brothers, no sense.com going there, get you some merch, help spread the word, tell people about the podcast, like share it. Just, just text the text three brothers, no sense.com to them, like to five people in, in, in your phone list or whatever. Say, Hey, I listen to this. Check this out. Every listener that's listening, text it to five people that, you know, don't really listen to podcasts or don't listen to us rather and let them know about us. Hopefully one or two will catch on and we can continue to grow this thing because we really enjoy doing this and we enjoy the feedback, especially the interaction on uh, on our Facebook and Instagram pages, man. Uh, we really have a good time with y'all. So thank you guys for that.
Definitely, definitely. So, and just to echo what Byron said, appreciate all the love, all the support. Um, you guys know, you know, I had a rough Saturday, uh, Jenica graduation and everything, and, and the outpouring of love that I got for that was just on point, man. So I love you guys, appreciate all of that. Um, and and it's it's weird. Uh, I I really do think that triggered my insomnia. I have really bad insomnia. You guys know, I've talked about that a little bit. And, and so, you know, from Saturday through Wednesday, I think I slept about 12 hours that whole day. My insomnia kicked up and everything. And I made a random post kind of trying to just be funny, you know, cause it, it, I'm used to it because of my insomnia. And, um, I was just like, you know, I haven't slept and everything and just the outpouring of love and everybody just jumping in checking on me and everything like that just so shows that, you know, sometimes I forget that people actually care. And and then something like that happens and people just rush to just make sure that you're straight. And so, I again, I appreciate all the love, man. Just and anything that I can do to uh, to, to show it back, I will do. But um, keep listening. Keep liking. Uh, I'll let Ferg finish it out. But, you know, just keep keep rocking with us. All right. I make a real quick three things. First of all, it's, it's all about support. So, ladies, a belated happy uh, Mother's Day support. Treat yourself to some three brothers gear. You deserve it. You you deserve it. I, if nobody else told you, you deserve it. Go get you a coffee mug. Razzie, design them a bathing suit or something. What y'all want? Razzie gonna get it for you. Treat yourself. You you deserve it. If nobody you deserve it, woman. You deserve yeah. it, queen. Hey, and if we got any actual like uh designers out there that want to like design um you know a suit or something like that, let us know. Hit me up or whatever, and we'll we'll design it, we'll collaborate with you, and we'll throw it on the uh, site. Secondly, speaking of support, I want to send a shout out to the crafting angel for my beautiful uh black like me. I don't even know what this call is, a thermos. Water bottle, water bottle. Water bottle is awesome. I ain't get one. Well, Bub, I told you about it, so you know I don't. I don't think it's too late. Uh, let her know what you want. Black like me, I have my black on black water bottle. Black like me, um, it will be in Miami. I will be drinking heavily out of it, extremely heavily. And thirdly, support. I'm here to support my brother uh, Bruce, Mike McCoy. Congratulations! Congrats, bro. <laughs> Uh, I hope she said yes. If she didn't, <laughs> always have a contingency plan. Yeah, and cut this part out if she didn't say yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, so right yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, if she said no, kicking the put. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh, oh Lord. Uh, we'll wow. smile. We'll look back on this and laugh. But no, congratulations. <laughs> uh, I love to see them together. Congratulations, Bruce. Congratulations, Alexis. Um, girl, baby, love you guys. Um, seen you guys since day one. I was there when you guys met, so I'm so happy that this this union will become official very soon. And outside of that, I will see you guys in Miami. Oh, three brothers, no sense. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. Going to Miami.